Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MyNorthwest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com, and of course, the venerable TheOutdoorLine.com with blogs, podcasts, and so very, very much more. Joseph Pibernicus, good morning. Springers, Springers, you, you smell Springers, of, you smell Springers. Of, you smell of Spring Chinook, you do. Matt Nelson, running the board back there. I'm Tom Nelson. Thanks for tuning in this morning on this fine April 8th. This time next week, we're going to be coming to you live and on location from the Port of Everett and the illustrious initial North Sound Marine Expo. Hope you can come join us there. Right after the show, I, I hope you guys can come in for some hands-on rigging. We're going to be you know taking you through the halibut rigging, taking you through the shrimp rigging, lingcod, lingcod, rockfish, the whole bit, whatever. We're, we're there. We're there to help you out. And then at, and at 10 o'clock, we start kicking off some uh, some seminars. We get some giveaways and some other cool stuff. So hope you can join us next week. Uh, we will be there at Harbor Marine. So uh, for, for, for a good part of the good part of the day right there. So you, you, my friend, just got back from the Columbia where that river definitely started showing some signs of life as opposed to uh, what we've been experiencing earlier in the season. Yeah, definitely. It man, it it was tough. Yeah. When you when guys like Dave Lee are down there and he's getting one or two chances a day and that's it. And a, and a lot of the, you know, obviously the top guys on the yeah. Columbia are down there grinding it out and and it's just it was slow, man. But obviously here comes April 1st. Yep. A few more fish start showing yep. up and slowly every day just got better and better. Uh we did we went 4 for 7. Three for five, and three for six and then, and, yesterday, but, and then but on the water at first light till you know well into the afternoon. I mean, it was you know it was it kind of kind of a grind, no question about it. The river's still cold, and and you mentioned it, it popped up a couple degrees on the on the final last days. Um, we do have an extension on the Columbia, so all you losers down there that don't have anything in your life and you were able to stay down there because you have flexible schedules, I hate all of you right now for being down on the Columbia because I, the effort is, is you know, on Easter Sunday is probably going to be pretty low. And then you, and then we get that following Monday, too. I, I dug into uh, trying to find where we were at with regard to our quota to see if there's going to be an additional opportunity. But my guess is they'll shut everything down, compile and, the data, yeah. and then the compact will go in, and we'll probably have an announcement next week. But I would not be the least bit surprised if this if this Boy. fishery goes into I, later into April. So. I mean, look, even we had some good days there, uh, th- those three days I was down there. Yeah. Talked to a lot of guys, though, that just were struggling. Oh, yeah. So it's oh, not yeah. like there's a no. lot of fish being caught. Um and the, and the the water was starting to kind of color up, and I heard mm-hmm. the Willamette is maybe going to well, push I mean, some, dude, some it, mud out of there. So it may that may even slow it down you for know, sure. Yeah, more and, so you know. And we got this we got this weird situation, you know, with with rainfall up and down the coast. It, it, it's a little it's a little weird because there's you know 
some of the hills and the Sierras and, and stuff in, in California got 235% of their snowpack, mm-hmm. right? We're all close to 100% up here for the winter, but this really, really cool spring has preserved our snowpack. But now we're getting these rains right now. And, you know, I just looked at the sock, for instance, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, you know, the, the catch release fishery up there going to be challenged the next couple of days because of this influx of water. You know that we got in the North Cascades. It, it, I mean, it was raining for real, dude. I I got up and talked to our friends at Holiday Sports and Skagit Arms yesterday, and on the way back, you could have fooled me if it wasn't January day. I, I mean, close down fog, heavy duty rain. You know, crazy. Also, if you know, we we kind of talked people in when during the ammo shortage a couple years ago. In a, just look. There's there's six eight western and there's six five PRC. Buy the ammo now, then buy the gun. Well, people did that right and got and then you know six eight ammo was just gone, gone right. But holiday sports has a bunch of it right now, and and, and Browning and Winchester are kind of in cahoots right now. There's a there's a Winchester target rifle ammunition rebate. You can go check that out online if you go up there and and get some uh, get some target ammo. Go go feed your beast. You can uh, you can you can take uh, up to twenty percent off of some uh, some Winchester target Sweet. ammo up there. Yeah. Yeah, kind of just something to be aware of. But uh, so so while while you were down on the Columbia, we had our first halibut opener in the Straits. And we should mention that um, I'm kind of out of the loop on what's going on in the we're, world. We're going to get to that because I we're, lost my phone down we're, there. We're, so we're going to we're going to get we're going to get. I couldn't to that. check in with my normal yeah, that's folks the, that I normally check in with. So I I didn't I didn't know what was going on. Um, <laughs> you were, but, so, but looking at the Creel reports, th- there was some halibut caught. Yeah, no question about it. And so um, obviously the weather played into that. We we had this this weather system that would have made Area 7 very, very challenging. There's still some fish came in in Area 7, but but the better halibut, the best creel reports, if you go to WDFW's uh, creel reports page, you know, you, you've got, you know, six or seven came in on the 7th, a couple, couple others came in. The, the, the leader of the pack was Olson's Masons and CQ, where you could kind of not be, you were a little protected in some of the places mm-hmm. that you can fish. Right there, and and so I mean, you got twelve halibut came in there, and you know, and 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 a few more, and which is for you know, come on, man, you had you had forty boats on the April seventh check, come in with um, come in with forty chinook and a dozen halibut. Yeah, not bad. That ain't bad fishing, dude. That is not bad at all. And of course, it's open for lings and rocks out there too. Then, um, so while you were down in the Columbia, I was uh, ear to the ground and. You know, Zoom calling my my you know what off uh, with regard to the final uh, P- uh, PFMC meetings, um, you know Pacific Fisheries Management Council, and and we finally got our our, our salmon seasons, and so we know um, what we have. We're going to cover all these soup to nuts in the in the next segment. Do you have any questions about your specific fishery? You have two options here. You can text us up eight eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Uh, powered by Yamaha Outboards, or uh, you can jump on um, jump on theoutdoorline.com. Uh, WDFW's Mark Uwasa very graciously provided us with a blog, which is a pretty extensive, pretty deep dive into our opportunities and what we're going to have. But we're going to we're going to run all those down. Um, you know, next segment okay, we'll we'll save that. There, there. We do have kind of a festering, bubbling ugly little controversy going on on the Skykomish right now where 
we're looking at a three-day-a-week scenario in the Skykomish, and, and that the dust is yet to kind of settle on that. And we're going we're gonna to save that to the next segment. But, again, text us up, 866-979-3776, locally, 206-421-3776. That's also the Reverse Chine Hotline, brought to you by Wellcraft Duckworth. Um, and so uh, we we do have a heck of a lot going on. That spring steelhead fishery up in the Skagit and Sock is not disappointing anybody. Very, very solid. And again, you know, that influx of water right now is going to going to shuffle gonna the help. deck. It, it is going to help because, you know, that's that that fishery did need some water. Yeah, the, it was so low that uh, and there's a there's a bunch of fish. They were right. Yeah. Their forecast was probably pretty close. Fifty two hundred or so. Um but when the water's that low and clear, yeah, you know you're going to pound on some fish, and then mm-hmm. you're get, they're going to get a little spooky, and it's going to start to kind of get tougher and tougher. So you need some water. We need some color up there, and it sounds like it, it kind of happened, and um, that thing's going to keep keep rolling here. And and now it, you know the Skagit was slow; it it just yeah. wasn't great. Yeah. I think with a little water, the Skagit will pick up too, and we can spread some guys out. Yeah, there's no question about it. And and, and the thing of it is though. From a strategy and technique standpoint, you, you've got the sock, to me, lends itself more to backing, right? Plugs, you know. And, and But the Skagit, you need to sweep those bars, dude. You need to keep moving down, you know. You need to fish those beads and rags mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and just cover water, cover water, cover water, cover water. I, I you know. There, there are there are places and little pockets and stuff like that that lend themselves to that, but you know that's that's why we saw Kevin John and we got some oars for a little for a little sled, yeah. You know, and, and get get that program going too. Uh, really, really quick, uh, Kevin John Holiday Sports is going to jump in middle of this hour. We are going to talk San Juan's halibut and his take on that Skagit sock uh, program, and also kind of a little known kokanee deal that we never talk about. So we're going to make somebody mad. We're, we're going to make some oh, guys mad. Oh yeah, well, somebody's okay. tired. Somebody's tires are going to get uh-huh. slashed over this drill. So 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 stay tuned for that one. Then, like I mentioned, top of the show, we will be coming to you live and on location from the North Sound Marine Expo at Harbor Marine next week. One of the key elements of this is Bomac SMI's very own mad scientist. He's going to show up in his lab coat and pocket protector. He's Bob Buchanan, um, who has taught us more about. Shrimping, crabbing, gear, current, baits, bait armoring, pot size, fast fishing pots, slow fishing pots, line handling systems, progressive boat float systems. Dude. Crab and shrimp hate him. It just, every time that I sit and talk about shrimping and and crabbing with Bob, his passion rolls out and, and and is reflected in his product lines and knowledge and techniques. Yeah. This is a treat for you guys and really a wonderful opportunity. If you want to get your shrimping and crabbing off to a fast start, you have to be at the North Sound Marine Expo at Harbor Marine next week. Plus they got killer barbecue gonna be there too. So, yep. So go definitely. check this out. It's gonna be and, a good time. And, and Joey Pyburn's gonna be there with his with his Lincod presentation. I, and I'm doing shrimp. So anyway, Bobby Cannon gonna kick off kick off the top of the hour. Then and uh, then at seven twenty five, yes, yes. we got Buzz Ramsey checking in. And Ooh. I was just I was Ooh. just down there. Buzz actually nobody's was ever with heard us, of Buzz Ramsey fishing down there, and and obviously brought his years of experience Dude. down to the Columbia and fished with Austin Mosier. He and, is uh, and always will be on my Mount Fishmore of uh, of of significant Northwest. Kevin Gogan announced him as. 
he walked oh, out of no, the. He didn't. He did. No, he didn't. He did. Oh no! Fishing legend oh. Buzz Ramsey, oh, my folks, goodness. ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Here we go. Number sixty-six in your program. Number one in your hearts. All right. <laughs> uh, we're gonna pop out of here for a quick break and come right back at you with North of Falcon, South of Expectations, and why is the lead salmon manager gonna write? An apologetic email because of the Skycomish fishery? Hmm. Give us 90 seconds. We're going to roll into this right here in the outdoor line. South Sports Station 710 and South Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the outdoor line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the outdoor line, Seattle Sports 710. That's Joey Piper and Matt Nelson behind the glass. I'm Tom Nelson. Thank you for tuning in this morning. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't checked out the new Murphy auction site and you're looking for a deal on a pickup or lumber or whatever, just check it out. If you're heading north on I-5, Stimson Crossing right in there, you can, you know, just go check out what Murphy Auction's got going on down there. Also, we'll be coming to you live and on location next week from Everett's, Port of Everett's very own uh, Harbor Marine. So come on in there and come see us. Also, go to dogderby.com, the second annual Dog Derby. You can fish with a University of Washington football player. You can't have Shane Palcoa, though, because he's in our boat, all right? So get so just keep your hands off my Shane. You're <laughs> going to be fine. I uh, We went to that Mexican—I I was uh, swung in and, and got some teriyaki yesterday at, at, at uh, Taste of Aloha. Yeah. And and I'm walking out, and, hey, still out of my place. Shane's walking Shane's in. Shane's walking in. <laughs> Shane's walking in Hawaiian food. They have to be thinking, oh, man, man these guys love go, Hawaiian food. Go, go, They're uh, here all the time. Go check out Taste of Aloha. It's, it's just I love Hawaiian food. So does, so does Kathy, which is real, real cool. All right. So yesterday, it, you know, WDFW staffers have a plight during North of Falcon Week. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of numbers. It's a lot of sitting at the table. Um, a lot of back and forth in, 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 the, in the tribes. The, it, the table was set on this year's North Falcon, in, in my humble opinion, when the ocean options came out high, medium, and low and they stayed with option one, the high option. Mm-hmm. That's going to have a detrimental effect on inside fisheries up and down the coast, um, particularly with buoy ten. And we'll start down there. We'll, and we got plenty. We got more time to dig into the whole buoy ten deal. But you ain't keeping a fish with a fin on in the river buoy ten in August this year or September. It ain't happening. Sucks. Pro- probably not till you get above tongue point. There's going to be a limited opportunity. And the problem there is most of the URBs, the more desirable strain, the the chromers that come in the river are wild fish and therefore are unclipped. There's a harvestable surplus. They're not ESA listed. But since the lower river, the Thule's, the, the the lower river spawning stock is a little, you know, term, you know, always have, has had issues and and we can't train people to spot a Thule and let it go. A wild one, especially can they come in big. I mean, it's a 25-pounder sitting next to the boat and you can keep them. They're going to yeah. be freaking. So anyway, fin clip restrictions on the on the lower river, we won't belabor that. But then um, we we saw this higher option, and then the macaw put in a, a bigger number in their winter troll fleet and kind of sent the whole thing down, down the rail. We had a couple other light stocks that, that showed up. The Skykomish entered the – excuse me, the Snohomish system entered the conversation really, really late in the game, along with a perennially you know, driving stock of, of Stiligwamish. And then we've, we had an issue with Nooksack – Excuse me, Nisqually. Okay, well, we did have an issue with Nooksack Springs too, but 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 Nisqually as well in the, in the deep South Sound. So, bottom line is, we took about a we 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 lost our March in CQ, Ugh. which hurts. 
that that one hurts. So now CQ is going to open next year on on April first through April thirtieth. Kind of a bummer. So you know, I mean, March in CQ is going to be an absolute ghost town. You know, mm-hmm. which which is a bummer. I felt for Brandon Mason on that. And then because the CQ fishery was also hard on the Snohomish stock, they took a 500 fish hit. Area six took a hit. Areas nine and ten both took five or six hundred fish wops on our quota. So, the, well, the one positive thing is area seven got a five six hundred fish shot in the arm on the quota. So, so all our marine areas, well, area five is going to open up on on July first. Area six is going to open up on July first. Areas seven, nine, and ten are going to open up on the thirteenth of July. Okay. Mm-hmm. Areas, area, excuse me, area 10 is actually going to open up a little bit earlier for that resident coho program. June 1st. June 1st. And then we've got a little more quota in, in Marine Area 11. Marine Area 11 of all our marine areas came out pretty solid this year. And I'm happy for those guys because they got, you know, they, they got a chunk out of their hide last year. So June 1st, you've got it. You've got, you're open for adult Chinook. In, in Marine Area Eleven, and that's great with a little with a little bigger a uh, little bigger option right now. So so we'll so we'll see how this all plays out. Now, closer to home, our our beloved Skykoma Chinook opportunity, where we have more hatchery fish. We ended up really really late in the game with um, a Chinook stock that we were managing under an LAT or low abundance threshold. This brings in a different set of rules, right? And and so now there's an agreement between the state and the co-managers to slash the Skykomish fishery and run it as a bunch of three-day openers, similarly to what we've got going on in the salt. Problem with that is there's a really great steelhead fishery in that river, and if it's only open three days a week for those salmon, we're going to get a series of three-day openers for steelhead no as way. well. Yes. Really? So we're Ugh. so we're not sure about the numbers on this because there there's a, there's a definite incongruity with how it was managed last year what it says the way it says it's supposed to be managed and the numbers that we came out with because as an aggregate this Nahomish is right at is, is above the LAT or low abundance threshold but when you break down the the Snoqualmie and the and the Skykomish there's something rotten uh, in Denmark here, okay? So, so we're going to dig more in that, and and what you know, and I, you know, anybody from the anybody from WDFW is listening. You better get out in front of this one. You better get out in front of it fast. And 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 if there was an error made, if there was a mistake, the cover up's worse than a crime, sports fans. And and we we need to get we need to get some more clarity on this, and we will, okay? But uh, I, my, I'm glad that you keep. I mean, this there's so much dude. to all this and, fishery and, stuff. I'm and, glad you keep up on it, dude. And and here's the problem: when governmental agencies hide behind complexities like this, and you know, and I'm not saying that that was 100 percent the case, but there's a whole lot of sticker bushes and a little, you know, a couple little berries here that uh, people are reaching into and getting poked. All Look, right, this so, is a fishery that guys. Dude, look, it's it's anytime a tough time you have a, a a shore fishery for Chinook and you're cutting it and cutting a steelhead opportunity out. Uh-huh. Man, th- this is a fishery that guys really really enjoy and it's in in, in our backyard. 
and these are hatchery Chinook and we got hatchery steelhead in in the system and guys are going to they're going to freak out over this one and I I I would too man it I mean better, it, this you, sucks WDFW has to take us by the hand and walk through Lead each us one through of these their, you better show us yep. we need to see your work on this one gang okay you know you ever see the red pen from the teacher when you just came up with an answer on something and you didn't show your work you know do you think I probably yeah I, I saw that okay. I know what that is all right, let's go. Huh. Let's go butt fishing, okay? Our dear friend Kevin John, Holiday Sports, joining us next here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Bomac Tech Line. Bomac has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. Bomac, we catch big fish. Welcome to the Tech Line, presented by Bomac here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. So, if you're heading up north on I-5, and you're at the, you know, you're at the Burlington exit right there, and you looked looked a little bit to the left. You have what our next guest referred to as ATF. You've got alcohol, you got tobacco, and you have two Fs. You got firearms and fishing tackle. You got it all. You got it all. You got Kevin John, Holiday Sports. Good morning, KJ. What's morning, up, guys. brother? Another day here, just sitting here uh, pouring through regulations and catch reports. Yeah, so- well, well, you know what? And that's kind of what we want to talk to you about because. You know, we had our butt opener this week in in, in the San Juans, and uh, you know, although the weather didn't completely cooperate, it wasn't a complete shutout either. Well, uh, you know, on the opener, you were just going to get your butt kicked. You weren't going to find too much. Uh, you know, low in 25 all day long makes things a little bit rough to get out when it's going to come from the south like that. Yeah. Uh, but yesterday was quite a bit better. Uh, you know, I know the you know fish run partridge, hind, eastern, middle, and salmon. Um, you know, if you look at yesterday's um, catch, you know, there were 11 fish that came in, uh, into Coronet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, most of those sound like they were further out into six, uh, than, than in seven itself. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, it sounds like they definitely caught some fish, not a whole hell of a lot of effort. Um, I talked to a couple of guys said, yeah, there's probably only 20 or 25 rigs at the, at the Coronet launch, um, which is, you know, way, way down from what you would normally expect for a halibut opener, uh, you know, even being during the week. Um, of course, you know, weather doesn't look great for today or tomorrow. We might get a little bit of a window here on Monday. Um, but you mean opening early is a big deal. You know, it gives you a lot more chances to get out there and get at your fish. So, uh, you know, we're, we're all, uh, you know, chomping at the bit and, uh, I think we're going to have a, a really solid, uh, fishery here. Well, that's, well, that's not bad for, no, for, no, a, it's not, a, not a lot of effort. The weather's been pretty poopy, but look, man, there's halibut out there. I mean, it, absolutely. We're we're seeing some fish. They're good good fish out at Mason's. I think there was twelve out there. Um, so when we get a good weather window here, guys are going to be able to get get out there and get their fish. What did you talk to anybody? What were guys getting them on? Because is it herring? Just a herring thing? Are guys using squid, octopus? Did did you get any? Yeah, it, uh, like info? It, it was a, it was a bait deal for sure. Um, you know, sounds like most of those fish came on herring. I talked to a couple guys had them on squid. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of those guys are dressing them up with, you know, a big plastic skirt, um, you know, with halibut, you know, it's not just about having bait, you know, adding some size profile, some stink, some noise, you know, you'll see guys, you know, hanging spinning glows and, um, you know, spinner blades and rattles and all types of stuff like that. Um, you know, those new, you know, UV flashing lights or glow lights to put in the heads of the squids, all that stuff helps you out. All the bells um, and whistles. Absolutely, but just be really, really liberal with your bait and your scent. You gotta yeah. gotta make a trail for them to find. Yeah, for sure. You know, fishing with Tom, I I realized that 
I wasn't changing my bait out enough all these years that we've been fishing. <laughs> you know, you got to cycle those baits every 10 or 15 minutes. Bring them up, either put a new bait on or, you know, use my little program, have a little bucket on board, squirt the heck out of that with some some butt juice, For sure. some squid, some octopus yep. scent from Procure. Do it right in the bucket. All that residual scent is in there. When you bring your bait up, just throw it down in that bucket. You know, mix it all around, get it covered, send it back down, and just keep cycling those baits and, and keeping fresh scent down there. Well, and KJ, you and I are butt fishing. I mean, you know, you you bring up a whole bunch of rigs. You know, when when you come up, which, which is awesome because if you've got three rods in the boat, you got to have nine rigs out because you got to have one down fishing. You got to have three. You got to have one each rigged up with bait and everything else because you bring your gear up, you snap it, you send it back down. Then those last three rigs, they are actively getting baited the whole time, man. And you and I bolster my stuff with rubber bands, which, you know, if you show up, show up at the North Sound Marine Expo next week, we're going to show you all this crap. I'm going to go through a million rubber bands, you know, next week. But, but to, to your point, Kevin, with protecting your bait with those skirts, right? I I would never send a plastic down without bait, but you can employ those plastics, particularly those big tubes, those big those monster hoochies, to almost act as a helmet on that herring or on that squid and really prolong the life of it so the first turd snapper that comes by doesn't rip your bait off. Absolutely. You know, the other thing is, you know, if you're you're fishing down there at 200 feet and you get a bump, you know you're not sitting here kind of going, Wondering. "Damn it, do I have mm-hmm. anything left?" Yeah. You know, at least you've got something down there you can be, you know, banging away and hopefully it'll come back and swipe at. I mean, I use a ton of scent. I inject all of my herring personally, um, and then I will take a really thick gel and I will just coat my squids with them. Uh, you know, most of my squids you don't want to reuse after the first day. They've got so much, you know, stuff going on them and colors have changed and all that. Yep. Um, but man, it makes a big difference having all that extra stuff down there. And, you know, like Joe said, you know, you bring that stuff up and you toss the old one in a bucket and I put a brand new one on and that other one's going to marinate for, you know, the next 15 or 20 minutes until I bring my stuff up and swap things out again. Nobody ever didn't catch a halibut because there was too much scent on their gear, right? It washes out in each one of those baits. And that's an interesting point you make with those skirts too, because I will try, you know, you put your gear, your halibut gear away at the end of the season, and I'm thinking, oh, that's, that skirt looks good. But once you've used it, dude, it, it's over, right? You, you yeah. know, very seldom can can you get, you know, once you've used a bait, even though you rinse it off, you rinse off those big skirts and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it, it's kind it of changes. It changes. It changes, it, it changes the texture of that. Changes the color, and and you can't tell me it, it doesn't change the smell too, and, and it can't be great. No, absolutely. Yeah, we're talking with Kevin John Holiday Sports this morning, and and, and KJ, we uh, it, the halibut fishery it's going to go on for a while, but but we've got just barely three weeks left for the first Skagit sock opportunity we've had in, in in a long time. You were kind enough to hook us up with some, with some oars last week for our little sled and we're going to get up there and you know i just i just can't wait to slap those long pins on do some old school boondogging but kind of sounds like uh, guys are still enjoying a really wonderful season on the skagit sock up there what do you heard what do you know yeah man it's been really good um you know and, and the cool thing with the season structure the way they did it being five days a week and saturday being the opener you know saturday and sunday are the better days and so you don't have guys that have been free fishing it for a couple of days ahead of time and kind of have it figured out where they need to be specifically. So it's kept things spread out a little bit. Which is good. Um, yeah, which has been great. 
Um, and it hasn't been the same hotspot each day. Um, you know, when it opened up, you know, the, the sock was really good one day and then a lot slower the next day. Uh, but, you know, the effort had slid up there, and so the Skagit had picked up. Um, and it's kind of been going back and forth like that a lot. Um, I mean, if you talk to the right the right set of guys, uh, you know, the Skagit's been super, super productive. Um, the sock's probably been a little bit more um, consistent, um, you know, pretty much throughout the whole thing. You know, we've, we've got, you know, guys coming in for pretty regular that are, you know, even just fishing off the bank. And, um, you know, if they're catching three, four, five fish a day, that that's some really solid fishing. Um, you know, technique-wise, you, you touched on a little bit earlier, you know, the, the sock certainly lends itself to plugging, um, you know, a lot better than the, the main stem Skagit does itself anyway, since you can't fish under power. Um, but, uh, you know, anybody fishing, you know, worms and beads have been great options. Um, really, this last you know, week, it sounds like there's been a lot more guys that have kind of gone to the float and jig yep. system yep. Um, and kind of found that to be, uh, you know, the deal for them. Um, you know, on the Skagit itself, you know, it's it's a lot of guys fishing worms and beads, um, you know, and whether you want to put that under a float or just straight up dead drift it, you know, old school, uh, you know, it's been pretty effective. Um, and, and it's been good and everybody's chomping at a bit for next year. Um, you know, like you said, we got a couple, a couple of three weeks left here and, uh, you know, she should finish up strong. The, the, the jig fishing up there, you know, what I see a lot of guys doing now is you're taking those worms and you're cutting them down just a little bit and putting them on a jig head. It's like the easiest possible way to fish for steelhead, you know, and, and you're just running that thing within a foot to three feet of the bottom. And those, those fish are so aggressive and it's a great way for beginner steelhead to fish because fishermen, they can just throw it out there. They're not going to get yep. hung up a lot, yeah. and, and they're going to catch a steelhead on the river. And, you know, I, I, I know that the steelheading world has entirely turned over to bobber dogging, and, and, and I get it, okay? But there's spots on the Skagit that are kind of a really fine gravel, really long bars that you can still just... Drag a lead on the bottom, too, right? Well, it's why the Skagit lends itself to, to exactly. swing and a fly, right? I yeah, mean, bingo. Yeah, great. That's a great point. That's yeah. that's an excellent point. All right. Kevin John, Holiday Sports. Before we let you go, you and I talked about a little-known kokanee fishery. This is where we and this make is people where, mad. We're going to make people, okay. make people <laughs> mad. Let's do it. We're make people mad. But back in the old days, me being an old guy... And I used to have a wood sled. I used to have an old blue wood sled. And, and after steelhead enclosed, it was amazing because you saw all these old wood sleds up in a Baker Lake drainage. and but or Excuse me, the Baker River drainage. But they're not on Baker Lake. What lake were they on, Kevin John? Well, Shannon's definitely the, the better <laughs> option up there yeah. anymore. Um, you know, I mean, I, I grew up, you know, fishing that thing like a job. I mean, that was, yeah. a, that was a really Dude, cool fishery. So much fun. Um, and you can chum it, you up know, there, right? Yep, you can chum on both Baker and Shannon. Yep. Um, you know, Shannon, you know, over the last four or five years has been much more productive than yeah. Baker has. Um, you know, as they've kind of improved the infrastructure for the sockeye fisheries, yep. um, the outgoing fish migration traps have made it uh, a lot easier for fish to get out of the system. Uh, you know, so those fish will move out of Baker and then down into Shannon. So Shannon's obviously going to have more. They can still get out of Shannon, um, and we've certainly seen the fishery, uh, you know, slow from what it was, you know, 10 years ago. Um, but in, you know, the late April, you know, through May, it can still be really solid fishing. Um, 
We're seeing a lot more guys starting to troll for them up there now. Yep. Um, so it's not just an anchor fishery. Uh, but, you know, that that's one that everybody always looks forward to here late this month. I mean, we're only a couple of weeks away now, um, you know, before all of our lowland lakes get going. Um, but that is one of those few lakes that has, uh, uh, you know, cocaine in it that we can only access for six months a year. And there's a kind of a... It, it's a charming little fishery. You know, you bring two anchors up there and you run your sounder and, you, and you're setting your stuff up and you can just, if there's other boats on the lake, you can, in, the, in your mind's eye, you can almost see the school of kokanee moving through the boats and, and, and then yep. they'll be under your boat. And then you've got your, your, your proprietary blend of chum. Yep. Which is going to have some Joey Piper and shrimp in it and a little bit of oatmeal just to kind of hold some feed eggs in there. And you sprinkle them and sprinkle them and sprinkle them. And then all of a sudden they're underneath your boat. And then you keep chumming, chumming, chumming. And you got a little fly rod with a potski egg down there. And and then here we go. And, and they're, dude, I'm telling you, they're really good eating and they're, and and there's some decent ones in there. Yeah. But it's a sunny spring day. You're not moving them. You don't have to worry about trolling stuff. You're just fishing straight up and down. It's it is a gas. I have very fond memories. I, yeah. I, every summer we would go to Baker Lake and we would go up to the log boom. We'd anchor up, and yep. you know you'd chum and you'd chum, and pretty soon there they were. Yes. And then it was lights out fishing, uh-huh. you could, and you could keep them under your boat with that chum. And now back then it was it was bran. Um, we would use feed eggs, and that was kind of it. Maybe you'd mix in a, a can of mackerel if I if I remember right. But nowadays, there's so much stuff out there. We, yeah. we sell feed eggs at Raised sure. Bay. Um, and, you I'm going you know, to put, you got, you got, put albacore tuna heads right halfway well, down my anchor. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> you got, you got uh, brand feed, our feed eggs, maybe some uh, bloody tuna yep. powder yep. with amino bite from Procure. Yeah. You add some of that. You just spice it up. And, and what you're doing is you're trying to keep all those coconut under your boat so they don't go to somebody else's exactly, boat, right? Exactly. So uh, I, I apologize for not stopping in when I was talking to Jared Calkins yesterday, KJ, but he made me aware of a Winchester target rifle ammo rebate. You take care of that in holiday sports. You got a whole bunch more uh, new crispy boots in for hunting season. You are the Sitka Gear Pro Shop up there as well. You, you got a lot of stuff and uh, not exactly a bad idea for guys to go in and kind of look at hunting season gear because before you know it you know you better know it it's coming that's it i get i get two words out of you when i say hunting season that's it it, it is coming all right I, i'm already so, throwing money at ducks all right <laughs> all right i'm gonna be up there this week and uh check out some of those boots and i got i got a couple more uh i got three four more reels you need to uh you need to do your risotto ricazzo mozzarella knot on okay all right <laughs> It sounds like a plan, man. All right, buddy. Kevin right. John, Holiday Sports. Go check him out. Your man in the North Sound. All right. Coming up next, Raymarine Picks of the Week here for April 8th. Easter weekend. He's, he's risen. He's risen indeed. So be right back here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Raymarine Electronics. Don't just go fishing. Go hunting underwater. Raymarine, simply superior. <laughs> Raymarine.com to find the absolute latest in marine technology innovation. Raymarine.com. So, uh, you know, obviously Spring Chinook is is come to the fore. It's it's on everybody's, you know, it's on everybody's mind. It's on, you know, a lot of our friends are down there. And, you know, it always fascinates me, the the the, the fishing network, right? When, you know, you and I are working a fishery and you know, maybe you know, maybe we're not. You know, we're not getting them. So you're on the information network, right? And 
and and you know and, and I'm working on mine and we'll eventually you know find out what's going on and then you know but but you know if 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 you're on a fishery and Joey Pyburn's in the boat and then all of a sudden the fleet comes and joins you what and and then the guys in the boat notice that perhaps Mm-hmm. That the information mm-hmm. network mm-hmm. has worked in reverse. Yeah. Is that did that did that did that actually happen in Dave Lee's boat? Did that well? Did you actually look, call I, people in on David when I, Lee's when I'm, secret spot? I am very uh, I <laughs> listen. I did not call anybody in on Dave's spot. I wouldn't do that. Um, I but I do get just what I, I, heard, do, you know, I do. I just you know you think I do offer information. Oh, you do okay to friends okay. to right. help them catch fish because okay. they help us. You All know right. they. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but when I'm on Dave Lee's boat, I I I don't answer a lot of phone calls. Okay. Um, so so there's no truth to the rumor that you called people in and then, did, and then Gogan no. threw your phone overboard at that point. <laughs> that, that didn't that didn't happen. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say that, but no, that did not happen. Okay. It, right. This is what happened. So the first the first morning. I'm talking to my friend Josh. He's upriver from us, and, and I'm just keeping tabs on what's going on above us. We're down in a kind of a spot that Dave doesn't talk about very very often. And while I'm on the phone with Josh, we get bit. And you know when you get bit and it's a <laughs> oh, yeah. springer. It's, it, like, it's, it's a fire drill. Yes. yes. And I thought what I did mm-hmm. was threw my phone gently uh, on, on, on Dave's onto Dave's center cent- console. Right. <sighs> But I maybe threw it a little harder than I should have. Okay. And then, boom, you're Chaos. fighting a fish, you're netting fish, you're getting fish in the boat. Everybody's happy. We bleed the fish. We take a picture. We're fishing again. And then I'm looking for my phone. <laughs> and uh, my phone is gone. <laughs> and, you know, there's nowhere so, for it to hide so, on Dave's boat. So the timeline of this is kind of curious. Did your phone disappeared after the fleet showed up on Dave's spot. So now that, then, was that, was then that, I started using Pitson's phone. Okay. Don't uh, don't make me go Perry Mason on you. Okay. Well, listen, the All guys right. went Perry Mason on you, me. You could you could you may fold under questioning. I used that night that evening I found some people's numbers. I didn't yeah. have anybody's numbers, but I <laughs> I find them from other people and and Austin Mosier was there, so he had a couple. Okay. I got Matt Chandler's and then All I right. got another guys and then I got this guys. So I talked to a few guys that night and then the next morning we were down in Dave's little hidey hole and here comes Surtick. <laughs> and here comes Chandler and here comes Mosier and here comes this guy and here comes that guy. And pretty soon Dave's like, "Huh, he's looking at me." And Gogan's staring at me with this weird look on his face. And pretty soon they all attack me. And they claim that I've put some type of tracker on Pitson's mm-hmm. phone. Pitson attacks me. Yeah, I, I, I was – listen, I got real quiet. I, I just went to the back of the boat and it's, I just ran gear. It's kind of lon- – it's lonely under the it bus. It gets lonely real it's, quick. It gets lonely under the bus. When, it and, and, you know, those guys, they don't stop. No. 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 It's all uh-huh. day – then it's all day long. Yeah. And it, standard abuse, and it was yeah. you know it wasn't like it was. I've seen I've seen no, abuse. Was, was, I've seen it, much worse abuse, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, but it was you've abuse. Seen, you've seen me sustain so much, much worse abuse. So yes. much so that yeah. that when we got back after that day of fishing, Dave Dave goes, "You know we're just messing with you, right?" And I go, "Yeah, I know, <laughs> but you're still messing with me, dude." <laughs> so Gogan is whole fifteen years in the NFL. I mean, he talked to the guys. I mean, he he. Yeah, but he's really, really good at that. Oh man, and he and he'll talk to you if you're a D lineman. He's going to talk to you too. And the only D lineman he didn't talk smack to was Reggie White, mm-hmm. and Reggie White, you know, the Reverend Reggie White. Yeah. And, and Gogan once told me, he goes, "Listen, if if you you know 
if, if you claim you're a Christian to, to Reggie White, you know, and, you know, say, talk about the Lord. So he'll take it easy on you. <laughs> so, so Kevin's religion really got, really got, but really got brushed up. Sure. You know, when he was, uh, when he Thanks was to Reggie. Care of Reggie White, no question. God rest his soul. All right. So, uh, we, you know, we just talked, we, we talked about the halibut fishery. Obviously the farther you go out in the straits, I, I, you, I the, mean, the look the at CQ it, right now. Yes. I mean, you're talking, we're seeing 41 Chinook, 12 halibut out there, 49 lingcod. Um, there's the trifecta. Yeah. Uh, you know, right now, not a lot of effort out there. You know, a little bit more this last week, but man, everybody's starting to get spread out a little bit. Yeah. You got halibut in the Straits, you got Springers down in the Columbia. Um, boy, Mason's and CQ is looking pretty good to me right now because you got an opportunity to go out there and catch a, a Springer to yep. also. You know, yep. the further we get into April here, there's going to be some nice adult fish around. So now, and it's closed. And halibut and lingcock. And so we close Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Opens back up on Thursday. Thursday, we have a stable barometer, stable Mabel, okay? And uh, instead of this big dumping, weirdness dumping barometer we got here. So you got, and, and, I, and I really like, a steady weather system makes keeping your spot there so much easier. But don't, you know, you control for halibut with your downriggers. Or you drop anchor with them or you can vertical jig and just try to stay on station. But you got to be patient. You got to be patient. You're fishing for two bites a day. Mm-hmm. You're fishing for three bites a day, maybe, maybe, right? Every now and then you'll get into them, okay? Or maybe, and maybe on Thursday you're not going to get bit. But then on Friday, you get your program a little tighter, and you're gonna get four or five chances. But but I would say, you know, dude, if if, if you get a, a a chance or two a day, keep the circle hooks in the tackle box, okay? Fish with yes. J hooks, and and if you join us next week at at Harbor Marine, we're doing a remote Port of Everett at the at the initial uh, the, the the inaugural, shall we say, North Sound Marine Expo. We're gonna rig you up a bunch of gear. They, they don't know it in the tackle department yet, but I'm going to go rip a bunch of 12-aught Gamakatsu Big River bait hooks and a bunch of 150-pound tests, and I'm going to tie you all some gear. Right? Those Big River bait hooks are nasty. Dude, they're, I, tell, I, I still have a scar in my thumb from when I, um, Jeff Lalone, a Bayside Marine, handed me a rig to rebate and then dropped his sinker and drove it right through my freaking thumbnail mm-hmm. from the bottom up. That was that was not my favorite day on a boat but it was a good good gamakatsu experience <laughs> um and then i'm going to show you my super secret old school sitka charter fleet rubber band program and once you see the rubber band programs all of the staple stores in the whole pacific northwest are going to be out of rubber bands because once you see this and once you understand this and and kevin john made an excellent point is look you're down 200 feet and you get a bite is your bait still there well, this little rubber band program is going to show well, you. Well, because in Sitka, you're fishing down to as far as 600 feet. And, yeah. And it was pr- – I don't know that one time last year, I don't think we had one time where we brought gear up and, and didn't, we didn't have some no, bait left on the hook. I do not and because get, of it, when you rubber not, band them like that, I do not get stripped, dude. Box them in. I do not get stripped. I don't. I don't. Guys are but, guys are going to really enjoy so, seeing the way you connect yes, your system. Yeah, the whole thing. So that yeah. it's easy and to rotate that, those baits through. Right. And and I stole part of that program from Rob Ensley, the three-way corkscrew swivel. Yes. You know, the whole nine yards. You guys need to see this. All right? And you need to see Bob Buchanan's approach to a completely modular, organized shrimp deal. And you need to see Joey's 
Lincod program. You need to come see us next Saturday at Harbor Marine. We're doing the show remote there. Matthew doesn't have to put up with us in the studio next week. Or just come for the barbecue. Come for the barbecue. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea at all. Yeah. But there's going to be there's other vendors there. If you're not an angler, you're you're a boater in general. Um, you've you've got Tyler Seebeck of of Martyr Zinks is going to be there. We got Blue Sea Systems people. We got Tammy Anset from from Dorema. Um, you're you're going to see the latest in Dometic powered coolers and a whole bunch of other stuff. Come see us next week. Log on to NorthSoundMarineExpo.com. All right, we're going to bump out of here for quick. Oh look, Bob Buchanan's going to join us next segment. Bubba. The, the mad scientist himself, uh, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning's uh, Northwest Outdoor Report, Buzz Ramsey joining us halfway through the hour, Columbia River Springers, and the continuing Snake River Dam controversy. Roy Robinson's RVs are really wearing a whole lot more. Right back here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports App.